0: Listener Exclusive Little 40 loving gig Dreaming about a premiership
1: cup We love our clubs but they never win Two flags in 100 years That shit house if you
0: think we'll be insightful Clever or just well researched we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing
1: it. We are Two
0: Guys, One Cup.
1: Hello and welcome to Two Guys, One Cup. I'm Charlie and This is our summer series, My Club, in which I chat to famous Supporters about the teams they love and sometimes hate. Uh, this week's guest, Adam Denson from the Adam and Simon podcast. You might also know him from Gogglebox. Also a Brisbane Lions tragic. Adam, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, mate. There's clearly no other uh, people with any level of fame who are Brisbane Lions fans. It's me <laughs> and an old photo of Kevin Rudd with a lion <laughs> scarf standing at the Gabba. And that's about it. There's actually, that's a lie. There's me. Kevin Rudd, who's like even like a dodgy Brisbane supporter, just the fact that he's a Queenslander. Chris Lynn, the cricketer, who's actually more of a rugby fan. And Abby Coleman, who is a radio announcer in um, Brisbane. That's about it. That's us.
1: Isn't there another radio dude in Brisbane? Isn't, uh, not Anstey? No, what's his name? There's another radio guy. Dan
0: Anstey, yeah. Yeah. Dan Anstey's a Brisbane fan. Yeah. There's
1: not many of us. I've got one more for you. Uh, Home and Away star Chaz Cotier. Uh, <laughs> is also a Brisbane Lions fan, and I know that because he texts me every time there's a game. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's mad for it. He's mad for it. I mean, the one thing I will say about Brisbane fans is that I guess it's like being on an island in Queensland, being an AFL fan. So you guys, you really get into it. You really love it. Like I actually went to my first game at the Gabba this year, which was the first final, the, the, the first elimination final, and it was... Amazing, like what an atmosphere, what a game.
0: Oh, mate, the Gabba is like genuinely, it's an absolute shithole of a ground. It's like <laughs> terrible to get to, horrible to park at, it's old, it's full of concrete, so when it's humid in Brisbane, it's hot and sweaty and the like bars are far apart, it's terribly organised, but it's an absolute cauldron. I mean, it only fits thirty-eight people, 38,000 people, but they average something like 32 there this year. And when it's full... It is like as loud as the G when it's full, because the sound just reverberates that old hunk of junk that is up in
1: Wool and Gabba. Yeah, that is the one thing I noticed was there was only like only there was thirty eight thousand people, but it sounded like there was sixty, you know, eighty thousand people at that ground. I mean, it was funny because I had never been there before, and it's all if you haven't been to the Gabba it's almost like they just dropped a stadium from the sky. Like you're in the birds <laughs> and then you turn a corner and suddenly there's like a sports stadium there. And you're right, like it's hard to sort of find your way around. I was trying to find this very specific gate that was like between two of the main gates. It was like a little side entrance gate. And when I finally found it, my, I was waiting to meet a friend and I guess I was dressed in all black, but the amount of people who came up to me and asked me for directions assuming I was security <laughs> but then would get pissed off when I couldn't give them an answer. Like They're like, where's gate seven? I'm like, I don't know, mate. I'm, I'm visiting myself. I'm like, oh, good Jesus Christ. Why is it so hard to find the gates?
0: <laughs> well, the other thing is like it literally backs onto a primary school. That's how much it's just like in the middle of the suburbs and you can't park anywhere. So this, the inside word that I've heard from the line, so as a side note, Charlie, I've been like, Angling hard to be the number one ticket holder of the Lions. I'm like, surely. I'm like, there's none of us. Like, I know I'm not famous, but I at least have, like, some level of notoriety that I can be number one. And they keep rebuking me and saying, we need a Queenslander. So that, that's a bit by the by. But the inside word from the Gabba is that because they're hosting the Olympics there in, like, 2032 or whatever it is, they need to knock it down. But the reason that they need to knock it down is because it doesn't have underground car
1: parking uh-huh. so they
0: can't get any of the like dignitaries in. But otherwise they're like, oh, this thing's perfect. Why would we ever change it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's a fixer right? <laughs> you,
0: you got to find platform nine and three quarters. It's like Harry Potter. you got to run yeah. through a wall and then you end up like in section B42 and you're like in the bowels of the GABA.
1: So I'm fascinated by this idea that you can't get the number one ticket holder thing because you're not a Queenslander. Like – is that they must be the only club that like check your, your state of birth <laughs> because most clubs are just happy to have like someone come on board someone with any kind of fame. What what's the, this purity test? I mean, how do they like? Is it a bloodline thing or what? Yes, yeah, like show us your driver's license. I mean. The Lions weren't even born in Queensland, <laughs> like were they pointing the finger at
0: you? What I think is that it's trying to engage the uh, Queensland fan base, which is a difficult thing to do when you live in Melbourne because my family's originally, we're Fitzroy fans, which is where our Brisbane fandom comes from. But I'm still angling hard. I send literally send an email at the start of every year to the uh, like my guy, or when I say my guy, a guy I know that works at the Lions, and it just says, hey, Sam, how you going? What have I got to do to be number one this year? <laughs> And he goes, oh, mate, plenty of chats going on internally. I'm like, yeah, that's a no.
1: <laughs> so are you an ambassador at least?
0: Uh, I think a very informal one. So Simon yeah. and I run like a, a, a business, like an entertainment business, which is ourselves, funnily enough. Last year we sponsored Joe Danaher as a tax write-off <laughs> just because we thought it would be hilarious to sponsor a player. And they're like, oh, would you rather a Joe Danaher signed jersey or would you rather uh, a Joe Danaher signed footy? I was like, mate, give me the footy. I want to kick this thing. Like, I don't need a jersey to hang around. And Simon's like, what am I getting from this? I'm a Roos fan. I was like, mate, I don't really care. We're sponsoring him. That's what we're doing. to tax write-off.
1: It doesn't count. (laughs) So I'm I'm fascinated by this thing of starting at at Fitzroy because when I did the first series of my club and, and chatted to, like, different people about their clubs, I was under the assumption that, like, you know, oh, if you're a Fitzroy supporter, you'd be wrapped with, you know, this kind of relocation and the success that's come from it. But I had a lot of Fitzroy, like old school Fitzroy fans go, no, this was no merger. This was a complete, like, uh, a takeover of our club. They basically took the emblem and our best players, but, you know, they felt very jaded by it. Not like South Melbourne and Sydney, who that was quite like a happy sort of, you know, they even had majority member vote. But you'd be in the minority, wouldn't you, as a Fitzroy supporter?
0: Uh well, it's not so much for me because I was 6 when we merged. So my one of my first memories is actually going to the game against Richmond, the last Fitzroy game in Melbourne, uh because we played our last game in Fremantle, which still pisses my dad off. Yeah. So my dad is like filthy with the move. He's still a Brisbane fan, but the reason he's a Brisbane fan is because Kevin Murray, the fame, the Hall of Famer, yeah. Brownlow Medal winner yeah. said anyone who's a Fitzroy fan should follow Brisbane, and Dad was like, "Well, if Bulldog says it, that's bloody good <laughs> enough for me." And then, so I know as well. It's like a real. It's something that we share between, like he and I, in the twenty-four weeks we of the season. We speak more often during the twenty-four weeks than we do in the twenty-eight weeks that that footy isn't on. Um, but yeah. he's still, yeah, like ah. Oh. I don't know. It's still not my club, but we were just – what I, I stand by this. Brisbane were ju- – I'm mean, sorry, Fitzroy, we were just shit at the wrong time. Yes. Like we were just shit in the early 90s when the AFL was like, we need some more clubs, we need some more cash, and we were poor – So poor and shit. And they were like, oh, you can go then.
1: That's exactly what happened. I mean, I've read a few books on that and precisely it was bad timing. They were looking to expand the game. They had money to spend and it was just like you're bad at the wrong time. It's like when your team bottoms out during an expansion year when like GWS or or Gold Coast come in and you're like, that's a bad time because they're getting all the priority picks. But, yeah, it's – I always have, like, done that hypothetical about if the Saints were to fold, you know, or get relocated to Tassie or whatever, would I Would I follow them? Would I have the same passion for it? And I think that at this stage, you know, I'm in my mid-40s. <laughs> like, I'm too far gone. Like, yeah, sure. Okay, why not? <laughs> like, all I want is to see us win a flag. <laughs> oh, like, that's, oh, all, my- that's all I want. If we, if we have to become the yeah. Tassie Saints to win a flag, then, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> so this year for the Lions was, was interesting. I mean, I've, like, loved – you know, watching the Lions over the last few years. And Joe Danaher, before he even went to the Lions, was one of my favourite kind of like oddball characters in the game. I just love that on such big money in such high-pressure games, he still doesn't seem to take it seriously at all. Like, (laughs) he's the first person to crack up when he misses a shot on goal that he should nail. But this year, like... It felt like the lines, like there was a lot of wobbles going on and then it just things corrected just at the right time, just before the finals. You had a lot of hoodoos to overcome and you sort of ticked them off one by one, You know, actually like win a home final, win at the MCG. Do you feel that way?
0: Oh, definitely. But it's also been this is the year for the last three years. But back on, yeah. like you say, with Joe, I love that he misses a goal. Like Shanks won, he's 30 out, Shanks it out on the full. He's the first guy to go, oh, bloody hell, Joe, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But I think, yeah, this year there was – it was hope, but it was less – so I think I was more confident the previous year because we played so much in Brisbane, like lockdown year, when it was like, oh, we've got a hub. We were flying high, top four the full year. Yeah. All the games are in Brisbane. We're dominating at the Gabba. The Gabbertois is back, which is easily the best name for any stadium. Back on the Gabbertois, easily the best. Easily. But this year was a bit more like, uh, at the start, I was like, uh, sputtering, mm, don't know if we can do it. Oh, it's, we're starting to come good. Or oh, maybe, or oh, maybe. And then that was about as close as I got. I don't think I was fully confident that we were going to do it. But I mean, this year, bloody hell, we've just like pushed the chips in,
1: which I'm all about. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, you sort of get Ashcroft coming in and you get Gunston and it's like all of a sudden, you know, there is this kind of, it's all or nothing. And, it, and it, I, I know what it's like, you know, there was a period of time before 09 and 10 when the Saints were just hovering around the top four, but we just seem to be like just that extra kind of like one or two superstars short. And it's almost worse in a way to be buzzing around the finals, but just not ever contend like it was almost that would have been the story of Geelong right if Geelong hadn't won the flag this year if they'd made another prelim and bombed out then you'd be like well yeah they've played a lot of finals but is that just like is that is it more excruciating to be that close to playing in a grand final and not actually get there
0: yeah definitely oh 100% yeah if you're like uh who like the kangaroos when they made those like couple of prelims in the mid teens mm. and then they've just been shit either side of it you're like that's just crap but if you, yeah, Geelong was at 13 of the last 15 prelims or something outrageous. Yeah. And if they if they win two flags out of that, it doesn't look as good as winning a recent one. So, I mean, confirmation bias is a blade beautiful thing. Yeah. But it's uh, the best thing, I think, apart from the, like, Sam Moorefoot, Joel Selwood stuff that came out of uh, the Geelong flag, mm. I loved the too old, too slow, too good. Yeah. I just
1: thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I just thought that was absolute gold. The Mad Monday dress-ups were excellent and the old folks' home when they pull up. And so what about the lucky Neil of it all? So, you know, last pre-season, <laughs> this talk that he tried, he was exploring a move back to Freo. The club then has to get him to record a video where he comes out and says, No, nah, no, nah, that's fine. I totally want to stay. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm here. This is where I want to be. And there was so much pressure going on to him coming to this year, because it's like, hang on. Like, if I was a Brisbane supporter, I'd be like, was he about to, to jump shit? And then he just has like a year that's just completely out of the box. Like there were his final series was one of the best I've seen from a midfielder. I've never really like seen Lockie Neal up close in, in a game. And then I went to that uh, elimination final at the Gabba, and just seeing what he can do and how often he does it, and just how reliable he is getting the ball. He's just a master.
0: His hands below his shins are. Like, dead set, unbelievable. Yeah. Like,
1: he just... Like, Greg Greg Williams-like, Diesel-like. Oh,
0: well, I mean, he trained with him in the off-season, I think, before his Brownlow year. Before, yeah, and I actually think he was robbed of this year's Brownlow, but lucky not a Carlton fan. I think the Cripps thing, like, he knocked Archie <laughs> proper out <laughs> Yeah. and
1: then... Left the ground, so jumped that, off the ground, <laughs> left the ground, yeah, knocked him out. Which I think is the, the
0: great shame in terms of Lockie's future legacy, which is very early to think about now, but if he wins a couple of Brownlows in successive years, it's just like he's revered like Goods or even like Buckley only won one, one Brownlow. Yeah. But if Neil ends up with two, then you're like, shit, we actually have got to take note. So I think just a little bit of a shame for him that um, that the tribunal was like, yeah, well, nah, we'll go something different. We'll go something different this year. But he's just – I ran into him. I actually went up to the AFLW Grand Final this year with my wife and daughter and, um, and Syme came up too. And walk past Lockheed Not a big dude. No. Just like he's got calves as wide as he is tall. Like he's not a big guy, but he just – man, he just finds the footy, which is just – impressive for someone who couldn't find the footy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the way he he gets rid of it. Like he's so smart with his disposals. Like he will hold on to the ball and release just at the right time, even mid-tackle. You know, or, or was it the game against Melbourne where he just charged in, did that spinning somersault you know, and <laughs> handballed the ball yeah. all in one motion? one over the shoulder. Yeah, and oh, it was like mate. how, the, how the hell do you do that? Here's a classic example, you know, you always hear about if he played for a Victorian club, if he played for Collingwood, you know, he'd be regarded as as big as like Dusty, but because he plays for a smaller interstate team, he's not as well regarded. Yeah, definitely. It's there's definitely like an off Broadway sense being. Up in Brisbane. It must be appealing to some players. Like for, I mean, Joe Dana has obviously, you know, that was the reason that he wanted to go up there as well. Like, I love Brisbane and I could imagine that, you know, if you were sick of just like being football, 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 which Joe mm. appears to be like, Joe appears to play like it's oh. like he's playing on the weekend with his mates in like a country league <laughs> <week> or something. <laughs> But it'd be a good place to go chill out because you're virtually anonymous when you're walking around and then, you know, you still get to play AFL. And lovely weather, just like beautiful. Like, so I'm pretty sure if I heard, listened to a couple of interviews
0: because obviously Josh Dunkley's come up just to give uh, Lockie a bit of a chop out in the midfield uh, this year. But they were like, Oh, why'd you pick Brisbane? And he, his first answer was like, Oh, Lock and Neil, blah blah blah. And then his like side answer that he added, he's like, Oh, I've also got a place in Noosa that I like to go and visit. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. that's why you've come to Brisbane, because you want to be an hour and a half away from Noosa rather than like a flight and then a forty minute drive. So, mate, the more the welcome if the Noosa real estate goes up because of the amount of people that want to play at the lines, hey, I'm all for it.
1: I mean, I think it should just be like a Queenslander feeder policy where like the young draftees go to the Gold Coast, get that out of their system. Then yeah. when they get like <laughs> yeah. you know, when they want to down they get married buy a house they can be traded on to brisbane
0: yep you want to go to cavilab you want to go to bedroom when you're 19 you want to go and like just get a little bit naughty on the dance floor great fantastic you turn 25 hit your peak found a girlfriend want to marry her let's have some kids all right we better move to uh to new farm or something like that in the the (laughs) brisbane because you don't want to go out in the valley
1: so uh, great final series, but then in the prelim against Geelong, get absolutely monstered. As it turns out, monstered yep. by the best team going around. But it felt like a real letdown. I mean, I know you were sort of doing it the hard way from the bottom half of the eight, but did you think you just ran out of steam?
0: Classic like we played our grand final the week before against the D's. So I couldn't get to the Richmond game that you went to because we ha- I think we were filming Gogglebox at the time. So the logistics of getting up and down were – Uh, impossible. I tried every single way to get up there. I was going to like get the train to Sydney and then fly, but uh, too hard. So I couldn't get there. And then the Melbourne game, we were um, filming Gogglebox again. So I couldn't go, which was devastating in Melbourne. So Rach went, my wife went and then she got home at 11 and we finished filming at like 11.30 PM. And so I made her go upstairs and not give me any indication of what happened in the game and I watched it until 3am by myself and was just like yelling in the lounge room and I didn't sleep until like 4 o'clock because I was so excited and then I was like, man, I can't wait to go to the prelim. I went to the prelim and then like just was just like a very empty feeling but it was very empty very early so it wasn't quite the same as a close loss because more finals games I went to, Rach, my wife is actually controversially a Hawthorne and the Giants fan because her grandpa played for the Hawks in the 50s and she grew up in Sydney and hates Swans fans, so got on board the Giants. Um, and we went to the Brisbane GWS semi final three years ago, 2019. And um, Brett Daniels kicked the goal, outran Alex Witherden on the flank, kicked the goal, sealed it by like two points for the minute. And I literally was crying <laughs> at the stadium and there was Brisbane people because most of the people that go to the footy in Brisbane are like are casual fans and they're happy to go for the atmosphere and stuff. And I'd, we were sitting on the second deck and there was um, like this group of four blokes looking up at me just like bawling my eyes out and <laughs> pissing themselves. I just looked at him and I said, fellas, I don't care. <laughs> And then just like continue to just like (laughs) let the tears roll down my face.
1: So what (laughs) kind of uh, football watcher are you at home? For example, like I uh, used to not want the result and just try and sit down if I couldn't get and watch it live. But now I will tape a game delay it by, by like an hour and I will fast forward when we don't have the ball just because it makes me too anxious <laughs> so um, I will like I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and if I get an inkling that may I'll turn my phone off I won't let any of my friends text me and then if I get an inkling that maybe we're going to win maybe I'll turn the phone on because I as the most visible Saint supporter amongst my group of friends I become the representative of St Kilda like I was asked to make a statement to my WhatsApp group after Ross Lyon was appointed like I like I had to like, make a statement to my friends so they could get my <laughs> (laughs) take on it (laughs) but are you can you sit and 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 watch a game or do you need to know the result beforehand
0: or well much like you I am the Brisbane representation for like every single person that I know I'm I'm everyone's number one ticket holder in (laughs) my world of the Brisbane Lions so they're all texting me so like if I'm watching it on delay I've got to not know the score and I've got to have my phone off because I don't want anything but I will watch it through regardless. One of dad's things that we always, that he always drummed in was like, you never leave before the final siren. You never stop watching when your team shit because like they're going to be good at some point and to enjoy the good, you got to be able to tolerate the shit. But I'm a a watcher. It depends on where I am and who I'm with. So if I'm watching it at home completely by myself and there's no chance of anyone coming in the house, there'd be a fair bit of yelling, a little bit of abuse at the TV. I mean, everyone's copping it. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty uh, equal opportunity with my abuse when I'm by myself. Um, But if I'm watching it with friends at home, there's a little bit of chat. But if I'm at the game, dead silence. I'm just like watching it and like clapping, but doing all that abuse and like talking in my head. So I would watch every single Lions game from start to finish, regardless of, I'll watch about 90% of them live or like live on TV, which is the other advantage of being a Brisbane fan. I've got no obligation to go to every game because we only play in Melbourne like three <laughs> times a year. Are you
1: a pacer? Like when, the, when the, the scores are close and there's like five minutes to go, you are you pacing?
0: Uh, no, I'm a nail chewer and uh, a pillow squeezer. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a pillow biter, well, yeah. but squeezing the pillow uh, and then just like wriggling and turning and like like the classic yeah. when you go 10-pin bowling and you're like – Getting the goal in, so you're starting to turn your head. That's my
1: that's wife me. will refuse to watch the football with me if it's close because she says, first of all, you hold your breath, and she's gone, it's, it's alarming because uh, <laughs> you sit, I can see you sitting there going like beat red. And then one time she came down and found me hiding behind the couch because I couldn't, I was, I just couldn't stand it. I was like, just peeking over, and I was just like, oh, god damn it, we have to hold on. We're there's like two minutes to go, we're up by a point, we have to hold on.
0: I made a conscious decision this year with Rach to be a more positive yeah. football watcher because – and I found it's so much more enjoyable to like – to to cheer, but also – but I think this is also um, by virtue of Brisbane being uh, like up the top of the ladder for most of the year is that I would expect them to come back no matter where we were. I was right. like, oh, this will be fine. We'll come back. So I had this like blind belief that most of the time would fail, yeah, um, but – uh, yeah, I tended and she was like, you're more enjoyable to watch the football with when you try and be positive. But I'll tell you what, child, it takes like every <laughs> single fibre of my being not to like revert to uh, to who I used to be or who I am really at my but core.
1: I think it's easy to be that when your team's good, like you say, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> but like try being a saint supporter. Like I've had like, I mean, I've had decades, but particularly the last decade have just been like, this is – unendurable. And now that I'm a dad, my wife is especially like, just watch your kind of like P's and Q's. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. she doesn't understand why you're screaming at the TV and pacing around. Yeah. So I've had to kind of curb it, but it is like, there was a point at the start of this season where we would, you know, I think we were eight and three at one point or eight and two. And we had come back a few times and I was like, Oh, maybe this is a different St. to Maybe we've found like an, an inner resolve. And then after the half, after the bye, it was just like, we kept getting pumped. And I'm not like your dad. Like I could tell in the first two minutes of a game against the Bulldogs in Essendon that we were going to lose, and I was just like, I, "I'm not going to watch this. I'm just, you know what? I'm not going to watch it. I will occasionally check the score on my phone, but I refuse to be uh, to to put put myself through this." And so I will just like. I won't live a game early, but I'll definitely turn off the TV. Like I'll turn off the TV and go for and But I won't do something else. I'll just stew. I'll just stew. Yeah, I'll good. try and do something else, try and read or go on my phone or whatever, but I'll just be like, God damn it, they've done it to me again.
0: So we had our first child in May, uh, so like right in the heart of footy season, which was lovely because like I'd just spend all the time watching footy and she'd lie on my chest and I'd be like, oh, look, this is dad and daughter bonding. How good is yeah. this? This is fantastic. <laughs> but then it got to a point towards the pointy end of the season and... It might have been the Richmond final that you were at or one other game. There was a game towards the end of the season that was really close and because I would like build up trying to be a positive fan and then just like explode every now and then and I would shout or cheer a couple of times and it kept making the baby cry <laughs> and so Rach had to take the baby upstairs and she couldn't watch the footy with me because I was a bit too stressful. So
1: I'll put my hand up for that one. <laughs> and what about McStay leaving? Does that bother you?
0: Nah, that's all right. That's okay. He served his purpose, and we got Gunston, so we're yeah. one for one. I'll Guns- take that. I'll yeah. take
1: Gunston, Dunkley, and Ashcroft. are Three pretty handy ins.
0: Yeah, Gunston, Dunkley, Ashcroft, uh, as well as Connor McKenna is a really nice, just like yeah. touch, just a nice little like uh, feather in the cap. So it'll be here's my. This is my very early Crow. Okay. My prediction for the Brisbane year is that Daniel Rich may struggle to play more than half the season. Right. Why is that? Just because he's old? Well, because I think the one thing that we lacked throughout the year and particularly in finals was our back line is slow. Like we're just not a very quick team. Harris, Andrews, not very quick. Mm. Uh, Darcy Garner, not very quick. Kitty Coleman, great kick, not super quick. I mean, quick Marcus enough. Adams. I mean, you've got some bigs. But there's... Not as much pace. So Darcy Wilmot or like Noah Answorth, Brandon Starcevich as well, not super quick. Darcy Wilmot quick, but he was playing his third game or second game in a prelim final. Yeah. Um, so I think that bringing in McKenna off the back flank as well as then the other – then it's like Wilmot in the back pocket. I've already obviously worked out my best 22 as I'm sure you <laughs> have. <laughs> um, and it's like the back line goes like Darcy Gardner, Harris Andrews, Brandon Starcevich, then Coleman Adams – and McKenna, and then that's the back six sorted. Yeah. So, like, job done. This is Endsworth doesn't play. But,
1: oh, really?
0: Oh, he maybe get up onto a wing, start on a bench, but he's certainly not in my first 18.
1: This is the best time of the year. Like, it's just all potential. Oh. It's all like, you know, I love looking at training photos and videos. They all look so fit and like, oh, my God, they're amazing. But yeah. I just uh, – I'm, I'm trying to temper myself because I I got – I was very excited by the – the at first I was puzzled. I was overseas when the Ross Lyon um, appointment happened. And then I'm like, why not? Like it's our 150th year in the competition, the most unsuccessful (laughs) club in the league's history. Why not do a nostalgia tour? (laughs) Let's just get the band back. We'll get Lenny back. We'll get Banger back. We'll just do like a reunion tour. And so (laughs) I don't know whoever – I mean I do know some of the media people down at the Saints, but whoever is running their social media account is just like this is manna from heaven. Like we have – so much stuff to post and talk about and you just can't help but get excited about like, you know, the draft picks and, you know, we didn't really bring anyone in during the training. We brought in Zane Cordy. Hard to- no offence yes. to Zane but like, you know, <laughs> I don't think that was some of many memberships but like the the draft period is just like, because they could be anything, these kids, and they all look good. And Matthias Philippu, who we took with, like, our first pick. So confident. So confident. It's like we don't – that has we <laughs> haven't had a player like that since Nick Revolt or Brendan Goddard at St Kilda. Yeah. Like a player who's come out and said, yeah, I want to be really good. It's like, like do you know you- – you're at the Saints, right? Yeah. Like, we don't I talk loved like
0: that. that. That was so hilarious when he was quoted as saying, "Like, I just want to go to a big Melbourne club. I'm built <laughs> for the big moments." And <laughs> then everyone was like, oh, "Unlucky brother, you've been drafted as killed Kilda." <laughs> but you're right, mate. If you are a stockbroker, you'd be selling your stock all like October, November, sell your stock because just like sell, it's at its highest point. Yeah. No one is even greater. So, like I said, Simon's a ruse fan, and my brother-in-law is actually the, one of the um socials guys or he's part of the media team at the ruse. and every time he sees him he's like Justin mate you're doing too good at your job you're selling us too much hope (laughs) at the moment we're thinking we're like maybe we're gonna sneak into the eight and he's like stop showing us good training videos because we
1: look good (laughs) you're too
0: good at your job stop it please stop it
1: all you need to do is just go on big footy that'll just cure you of any you go to the training reports and it's like they still can't hit a target by foot (laughs) <laughs> uh, Adam, we've got some uh, feedback here from some Brisbane line supporters online uh, at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Bill the Beer Guy says that uh, he's hoping for 2023 that Nathan Buckley might come home to Brisbane. Is that something you've been thinking about?
0: I mean, I definitely haven't thought about it. I will put my hand up and say that uh, I have not thought about Nathan Buckley coming up to Brisbane. I don't think he has. I find it really difficult to even fathom that as a possibility, or even like entertain that as even a chance like it, uh, that blows my, my mind. I don't think... He my, didn't want to be there in, yeah, like, exactly. 93. Why does he want to be there in 2022? What's he come to do? Set up a house so he can sell it when the when the
1: Olympics comes? Exactly. J-Rod Mack says uh, he feels like the best part of the season was the finals win against Melbourne. The worst was the loss to the Cats. And his prediction for 2023 is Ashcroft wins the Brownlow. What do you think about? that? <laughs> I love the confidence of the man. No pressure on the kid. I do love the confidence of the man. But he'll also be playing
0: third fiddle, so uh what was, this, what was the handle again? Uh, J-Rod J- Mac. Oh, mate, J-Rod Mac because he's thinking like best tagger's going to Neil, second best midfielder's going to Dunkley, and then, mate, my boy from day one has been Hugh McCluggage, so I'm going to go Huey for the Brownlow. So I like the thought of uh, one of the, um, the third Bananas winning the Brownlow, but I think we'll – might struggle. Will, actually, fun fact, goes to the same barber or used to go to the same barber as me uh, in Melbourne because my barber told me, he's like, oh, you're a Lions fan. I cut Will Ashcroft's hair. I was like, you're doing a good job, brother. <laughs> so you're
1: going to a child's hairdresser? Is that what you're yeah. telling me? <laughs> oh, mate, Will's eight, 18, big boy, big boy. <laughs> uh, Adam, thank you so much for doing this show. I mean, I've got a feeling that the Lions will be thereabouts uh, next year. Um, the Adam Simon podcast on Listener. And uh, did you say, so you're recording Gogglebox? You back on Gogglebox?
0: No, I'll be back starting next year. It always runs in like the middle of, uh, there's always two per year. Uh, so it'll be the start of next year sometime, I'm sure. Okay. When, right. uh, mate, whenever there's a TV show on, we'll be watching it. So if the TV's working, then we're probably going to be on.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Adam. And go Lions. Thanks, mate. We are Two Guys, One car. Listener.